So I did a consultation this week with a very nice couple, and they had a bunch of trees that needed pruning. Having somebody prune your trees is not cheap. It's Well, it's, it's, it's worth the money. It is totally worth the money. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Michael Kroos. This is Ask the Garden Geek. But the husband of this couple wanted to do as much as he could himself, and he had a small chainsaw, and he had a ladder. And some of his trees were, you know, not terribly tall. Some of them were very tall. And I said, okay. He says, how do I do this myself? I said, well, I said, you need a chainsaw. He goes, oh, I got a chainsaw. He had an electric chainsaw and he, with a, ba- a battery-operated electric chainsaw. Showed it to me. It looked pretty good. And I said, all right. So how does one prune a tree? Well, my first advice is call an arborist and have them do it for you. But if you want to do it yourself, I have pruned trees myself for years, years and years and years and years and years. And this time of year, as we go into winter, as, as we're heading into winter, what the first thing you want to do is you want to, and I, and I did this with myself, we're going to stand, I said, take that tree right there. We're going to stand back and we're going to look at this tree. So we're all standing there looking at the tree. You know, what am I looking at? I said, well, first of all, you want to look at the overall shape of the tree. Uh, and I said, I want you to look inside the, the massive ball of growth in there. And how much dead wood do you see? Well, not much. I said, well, let's take a closer look, shall we? And yeah, I said, let's walk up a little bit closer to the tree. We walked up a little bit closer to the tree. And as it turns out, there was quite a bit of, of dead stuff in there. I said, yeah, quite a bit. And he's, I said, that's the first thing that you want to do is you want to get all of that stuff out. And I said, now, the next thing that you want to do is you want to look for branches that are going over, under, and through other branches and inhibiting growth. I said, and you want to thin some of that out. I said, the more you thin out, you know, I, you don't want to go overboard, but you really want to take some time and thin things out, especially if branches are close together and they're intertwined and they're, they're connected. He said, okay, I understand what you're saying. So the next thing you know, his wife is coming out with a ladder and he's got the chainsaw in his hand. So he says, I'm going to go up and try a little bit. Would you tell me if I'm doing well? I said, sure. And his wife said, he's going to kill himself. I said, no, he's not. I said, just let's, let's all be cool. And so he gets up there and he is following, not following any chainsaw safety things at all. None whatsoever at all. And then finally, his wife, who is relatively athletic, she says, get off the damn ladder. He comes down. She takes the chainsaw. She, you know, first thing she did is she was wearing flip-flops. I said, you know, I said, if you're going up that ladder, you need shoes on. She goes, you're right. She goes in the house. She comes back out, good pair of sneakers. She goes up the ladder with the chainsaw, follows every rule of chainsaw safety to begin with. As a matter of fact, she even wore goggles. I was impressed, okay? She wore goggles, and she went up there, and she started looking for the dead stuff. She goes, how far do I cut back? I said, cut it back all the way. You know, if they, if it's dead, if 70% of that branch is dead, just go right to the base of the trunk and cut it off. And so she just started going up there, and she's just having a ball. She, she was enjoying herself immensely. Her husband was feeling a little bit left out and ever so slightly emasculated. And I'm saying, you go. And she's just cutting this thing, you know, like crazy. So she gets all of the dead stuff out of the tree. 
She you know moves the ladder a couple of times. She gets all of the dead stuff out of the tree. Now there were other branches. I said, you see that that one branch? And there was a branch, and it was just basically almost tied in a knot with the other branch. I said, we want to take the smaller branch out of there. And she looked at it. She goes, no, I think we want to take the larger branch out of there. I said, that's going to be a lot of work. She boom, sawed that branch out of there. Well, when she sawed it out, you know, we could, she couldn't, it wouldn't fall to the ground because it was tied up inside the other branch. So, you know, at this point, you know, she's pulling on it and pulling on it. She says, I'll come back to that in a little bit. Her husband then goes in the house and gets a rope. She's going to other areas and deciding to, you know, thin out some areas, and she's doing a marvelous job. And I said, now you need to stop and you need to come down and you need to stand back and you need to look at the tree and, and determine where you need to go back in. About that time, her husband comes out with a rope and he climbs up and he ties the rope to the branch that's intertwined. And we all grab the rope and we pull that branch through, got it through, boom, lands on the ground. It was a large branch. I said, you're going to have to cut this thing up. She goes, don't worry, I'm having a ball with this. She'll do that later. But she just determines, and I just let her, I said, she goes, what do you think? I said, I want to know what you think. So she sat there and she looked at the tree and she said, all right, I know exactly where I'm going. So she went right back up there and she did a little bit more thinning. When she was done, that tree looked marvelous. Then she's on the ground cutting up everything that she had done into smaller pieces so her husband could haul it out to the street to be hauled away. And I said, that's one tree down and you got about uh, 12 more to go. She goes, I'm ready. I said, I got to go. She said, I totally understand, but thank you so much for helping. I said, not a problem. And, you know, it, it, it just looked great. And then she, you know, I said, now, as soon as you're done with all this pruning, you really got to fertilize these trees. And she goes, well, what would you suggest that I fertilize? I said, well, most people would say use an 888 or a 10-10-10. She goes, yeah. I said, I would suggest using a fruit tree fertilizer, which is going to be, a, you know, a 4, 6, 8, higher potassium, a little bit of nitrogen, a little bit more phosphorus, develop some roots, get it, get it going. So she writes this down, and I even gave her a brand name that's available locally. I won't give it out over the air now because it's not available where you are. Trust me. It's a very localized brand. And uh, she was ready to go. And as I was leaving, you know, they were moving the ladder to another tree, and they were taking off. I said, be safe. They said, well, we'll be safe. Well, later that night on my phone comes a picture of all of their trees. They even went into the tall trees where I told them not to go. And they pruned out the tall trees. They just had so, you know, they were just so excited. And they had so much wood out at the street. They took a picture of all the stuff that they had out to the street. And I said, oh, that's going to be fun getting that hauled away. And um, she says, oh, she said, I listened to you on the radio once, long time ago. I said, oh, really? I didn't even know. Uh, you know and she goes, yeah. And then she said, I remember you saying on the radio that you'd be surprised what the garbage guys, when they show up, will do if you hand them a $20 bill. <laughs> and I said, you are right about that, because I, I have done that. I remember at the old house trimming an oak tree in the front yard, and I it was a large oak tree. And we went in and pruned that thing like you wouldn't believe. We had debris out at the street that was piled so high that there was no way that the trash people were going to take it. And I was married to the third Mrs. Crows at that time. 
and her parents had been over, and they're big beer drinkers, and they left behind a six-pack of beer. So I walk out there with a $20 bill. I see the garbage person coming, and ex-wife number three, who I have to say is really, really, really a smart woman. She is incredibly, incredibly smart and very intuitive. I got to give her a lot of credit for her intelligence. She comes running out with a cold six-pack of beer, and I'm handing him the $20, and she runs up with the beer, and she goes, could you guys take all of that stuff for us? And there was three of them on the truck. They had $20 and a six-pack of beer. That's two beers apiece. You know, it was amazing. They pulled that truck up there, and boom, 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 they loaded that whole thing up. And so the lady that, you know, that we went and did the the consultation for had heard that story on the radio. And I said, wow, that's incredible. So she was going to do the same thing. And I said, okay. And she goes, what kind of beer should I get? <laughs> I said, I, don't, I said, believe it or not, it was, a, and I, I named the brand. I'm not going to name it now, because, but it's a cheap brand that my in-laws drank. I mean, pathetically cheap. And... Um, I said, that's what, you know, that's what we use. And she goes, I think we can do a little better than that. She goes, we've got some Heineken in there. I said, that should work. So that's what they were going to do. The garbage people were supposed to come, I think, two days later and uh, pick up the the stuff. And she was going to give them $20 and a six-pack of Heineken. And that was going to be good. So, yes, you can trim your own trees, but you have to be very careful we have to follow all the rules, which her husband didn't do, but she did. And you have to take your time. You have to look at the tree from a distance, go in, prune a little bit, come back out, look again, see where you need to go in, see what you can trim back, and just go right back in and do it. And I'm too old to, to climb up ladders and trim trees now. And I'm sad about that. I just, I just don't do ladders anymore. I got this email. It says, Dear Michael, how are you? Fine, I hope. Actually, it doesn't say that at all. That's the way my sister, my late sister, taught me how to write letters when I was very young. She says, you always open your letters with, Dear, whoever you're writing to, how are you? Fine, I hope. I'm writing in, in, and that's the way I've always done it. Whenever I text my son, Zach, I told my son, Zach, this story. He just loved it. So now whenever I text him, I say, Dear Zach, how are you? Fine, I hope. He does the same thing back to me. It's just one of the funny and gleeful things that we do for each other. It's very, very nice. Hey, hope you're having a great day. My name is, who am I? Oh, I'm Michael Kroos, and this is Ask the Garden Geek. Anyway, the letter, the email that came through that did not say, Dear Michael, how are you? Fine, I hope, did say that they were very confused, that they were excited the fact that I really like using organic fertilizer in lawns, which I do. I That's practically all I use. Uh, and I say practically all I use. It is 90% of what I use on my yard is organics. But I don't use organics this time of year. Now, I'm in Florida, and it's time to put down my final fertilizer. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put down my final fertilizer on Sunday. And I went out and I bought my final fertilizer. And it is a, uh, the first number on that is a 30. 
I forget what it's a 30016 I think is is the analysis of the of the uh, fertilizer and the nitrogen is a you know chemical nitrogen it's a urea nitrogen and the people who do organics and use urea they like to do this you know this funny little thing with words to make you think that it's organic they say feed grade urea no it, it it's not organic. It it is made in a you know, in a lab uh, by strange people with white coats and glasses, uh, and and pocket protectors. But it is it is essentially a chemical fertilizer. It releases very fast, which is what I want for this time of year. I want a very fast release nitrogen that I can put down that's going to pop my lawn really nice and green. And part of the nitrogen in there, part of the urea, I think 40% of the 30% of urea nitrogen is sulfur-coated. In other words, it's encapsulated with sulfur, which will make it release a little bit slower. Not a lot slower, but a little bit slower. And by doing this this time of year, my yard will stay greener than my neighbor's yard for much, much longer, unless we get a frost. And we haven't had a frost in, in years, but, you know, that could happen. And uh, if we get a frost, then, you know, and I don't get out and water the frost off like real early in the morning, which I won't. Uh, but if without a frost, I'm going to have a nice, dark green lawn well into December, you know, well into December, but I'm using a chemical fertilizer now to do it. And the letter, the, the email that I got said, well, we want to go with Milorganite now because you love Milorganite, which I do. I love Milorganite. And I put a lot of Milorganite on my yard. It's, you know, an organic fertilizer. It's really nice. It does not have any potassium. That is the one thing. And, then, you know, so me putting this chemical fertilizer down that I'm going to put down now is going to ensure that my ground gets a goodly amount of potassium which is good. You know, that, that's a nice thing. And sometime in the spring, I will, you know, I'm going to start with milorganite and just go with milorganite in the spring. But sometime in the spring, I'm going to take some kind of fertilizer that's got potassium in it. And, it, you know, it could be a bag of 666 or whatever I find that's inexpensive. And I'm going to put that down so that I can have some potassium as we go into the spring. So that's two times that I'm going to use a chemical fertilizer, but the one in the spring, it's not going to be very much. This one now, a lot, a lot, because I want to flush in the green now, you know, the nice dark green now that will, that will make my lawn pop and look good. I, after that, i followed by, uh, and I'm following this up because somebody gave me a bag of a product called Ironite, which is a six, it's a granule, 6% iron. And I have not been able to find Ironite in the stores. I just haven't. But I, I had a, a nice couple where the husband had passed away, was a super, super gardener, and the wife was selling the house and moving to a condo. And she said, I got all this stuff. Do you want it? And I looked at it. I didn't want most of it. But I saw the ironite. I wanted the ironite. I took the ironite. They had some citrus fertilizer. I took the citrus fertilizer. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I, a couple of, uh, oh, I, I took a, a fertilizer spreader, not for myself, 
but for a friend of mine that I, I gave the fertilizer spreader to a friend of mine who needed one. And uh, that, was, that was it. But I got this bag of ironite, and uh, I'm going to put that down at the same time that I put down this chemical fertilizer on the yard. And between the high nitrogen and the 6% iron that I'm adding to it, there will be a line of demarcation between my yard and Al's yard, my next-door neighbor. You'll be able to look at that very carefully, even as we go into December, and mine will be a dark green, and his will not. And uh, I know, I know, you know, why does this matter? It, 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 it shouldn't. It just does. It, it, it just does. It's just one of those things. It's something that I want to do. So I'm, I'm going to do it. By golly, by gum, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going. But I, I also want a nice, you know, I'm kind of crazy about my yard. All right. I'm a little yard crazy. And people think I'm, okay, Michael's a little crazy about his yard. I said, yes, Michael is a little crazy about his yard. That's just one of the things that I enjoy doing. I enjoy, you know, taking care of my yard. I enjoy edging my yard. I enjoy fertilizing my yard. I enjoy cutting my yard, which I haven't been able to do, but I, I mowed it myself this last week. Uh, I was getting into this thing where I was dehydrated a lot and I couldn't mow the grass. I had another guy mowing the grass for me, but I have now taken that job back over. I'm feeling much better. That whole thing's, you know, getting better, better, better. And so I, I mowed the yard and I love mowing my yard. It's just something that I do. And as we're going into winter, I, you know, I don't need to mow the yard that much because grass just isn't going to grow. But we've been really warm, so the grass has grown, but not at a regular pace. But it's, it's been growing. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, by the way, you're listening. You're listening to Ask the Garden Geek, darn it. 